and welcome to another episode of The Rise of Jim Carrey. I'm Dave. Tristan, also here. Hooray! Yay, uh, I'm so glad that you guys could join us today. We got a good one for you. We got Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Oh. Now, before we get into this, yeah. uh, should we go through the saga of trying to, to oh. get this one? Look, it, it's happened a couple of times for this podcast mm. where we've been looking for a Jim Carrey film and it's been almost impossible to get. Uh, one of them was Elf. Earth Girls uh, Easy, which we didn't do a podcast on because we just literally couldn't get our hands on a copy. Which is now on Apple Movies, unlike mm. iTunes. We might have to go we back and... We might have to go back, yeah, to a retrospective. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and I think the other one was Man on the Moon, which I, I had a copy of. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're kind of some more of the Jim Carrey out there, out there films. They're kind of uh, not, not his mainstream stuff. So understandable mm. that they're not on streaming or easily available. Like last week's The Majestic. Yeah. Like I had to watch it on my phone. <laughs> I still can't believe that. <laughs> Maybe I just need to try watching a, a film on a phone just, yeah. to, just to get that experience. In a million years, I would have thought that Bruce Almighty was easy to get our hands on. Not the case. Not on any streaming platforms here in Australia. Also, must be out of print in the DVDs because I went down to the the, the DVD store uh, in the city here going, they've got a, a, a quite a big selection. If it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be there. No. Wow. I didn't know. It wasn't a, like... Wow. Yeah. I, I looked online as well. I was like, yeah. oh, if it's not in store, surely it's in a warehouse somewhere that we can get. No, it must be out of print. I... Can't buy a DVD new... Of Bruce Almighty. I even looked Evan at Evan Almighty, you're fine. Oh, yeah. Steve Carell, crushing it. Bruce Almighty, apparently not. I even looked up in my library catalogue and they were like, every single copy was out. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> um, so I ended up having to uh, go to Facebook Marketplace... <laughs> Searching on there, and there was a, a lovely guy getting rid of his collection um, that I uh, ended up uh, getting a copy for five bucks. Wow! I, I didn't even talk him down because normally on on you know, yeah. Facebook Marketplace and Gumtree and stuff, you talk talk people down. I was like, no, nah, five bucks, just give it to me. He literally lived around the corner from my house. Great. So it was uh, it was fantastic. So and now uh, you own a copy of this film. Now I own a copy of this film. It's the but, first DVD I've bought in a, a couple of years. But I I I was shocked at how hard it was to get a copy of this. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I was I was talking to someone about it, and they were saying there are a couple of movies. I think actually, look, it probably was you that just fall through in between this like thing of copyright. Yeah. About like who's streaming them, who's got them on, and this is the one they fell in, and so nobody had it. No one's got the Except copyright. Except Steve. Except get, hey Steve, if you're listening, you're you're our hero. You're our, <laughs> our you. you're our hero of the week. Um, <laughs> this week, saga indeed. That is it. Do you want to go? So yeah, Bruce Almighty. Do you want to do the elevator pitch? Or is it my turn? <laughs> we go through this. We got to keep track of this. Um, I think it might be. I think it might be my turn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bing. All right. You know Jim Carrey. Yes. Uh, we're going to team him back up with uh, the guy that did uh, Ace Ventura and Liar Liar. Um, he's going to get God's powers. You know God, that guy? Yes. He's going to get all his powers and hilarity ensues. But he's going to learn something in the end. Bing! <laughs> greenlit. All right, so... No, 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 no. Yeah, I probably wouldn't greenlit that. Uh, yeah, look, um, let's go by the numbers. Let's just get it done. Uh, it was made in 2003, directed by... Uh, is it Tom Shediak? Yep. Uh, Ace Ventura. Also, The Nutty Professor 
and I had to put this on just because it angered me so much. He was one of the producers of I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, yeah. which is like one of my all-time hated films. So we this was originally going to be about the rise and fall of Adam Sandler's career, which yeah. is now the rise again, if Hidden Gems is anything to go on. Uh, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. See, don't even know. I uh, haven't seen it yet, but I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. I caught it on TV and it just angered me yep. so much. I was like, I'm going to take you down, Adam Sandler. Apparently, like eight other people have had that idea. And one of them even started recording the week before we started this. Yes. So <laughs> that idea. Which is why we switched to Jim Carrey. And and I'm glad we did. Oh, my God. Having such a good time. So much more interesting. Yeah. But also, like, in- interesting enough is is when we're recording now, yeah. uh, Tom Shadiak has a new film in cinemas, Bombshell, uh, looking oh. at the, the uh, scandal behind... Uh, uh, Roger Ailes, the the head honcho or used to be head honcho of Fox News. Yeah, I might have to go and see that now. Just to be like, hmm, have you grown at all? Um, it cost $81 million approximately, this film, to make. Uh, it made... Now, this the number I'm about to give you is over the last 17 years. Yeah. How much do you think it's made over the last 17 years? Approximately worldwide in US dollars. Well, not much if they're not <laughs> on, on DVD <laughs> anymore. It is $484 million. Of course. That is a lot of money. And, uh, and Jim got paid $25 million. This is the second highest paying film that he's ever done for this film. Wow. Yeah, 25 million. So, and it was only 81 million. So that's not, I, look, I'd love to do the math. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like 55 million left for the movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot. But it's it, it's a comedy. It doesn't need a, a, a huge budget. But a lot of special effects. Like That's true. That's true. They literally put, drive a media into the earth. I don't know where to start with this film. Should we just go into the likes? Yeah, like, yeah. What did you What did you like? What did you like? Again, just the stupid gags. So many mm. stupid gags in this that uh, just made me chuckle. The cookie bit at the very beginning. Oh yeah, tick. As I've learned from you, yep. the opening of the film tells you so much about who he is, what his career is, and what's happening to him, and it's very very funny. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. What Tom Shadiak does with with Jim Carrey and why I guess they work together a lot and uh, work well together is is he understands the the length of leash in which to give Jim Carrey did you did you see the extra features on the DVD I did not yeah no they they uh, have Tom the director talking through how he works with Jim Carrey and oh. how um, how they do do a take and basically they show three parts of the film. Um, where he just lets Jim Carrey off the hook. Wow. Which is great. So, um, you know, the the bedroom scene, yeah. he uses the power of God to yeah. uh, light the candles. They go through, I think, 20 to 30 different iterations of that. Because that's one of the trivia that I read, is that like he did like 20 to 30 takes of parts of this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's different ways of lighting those candles and uh, having to keep the special effects guys on their toes because there's people behind the camera that are, mm. are lighting those. That's not a, a, a CG effect. Wow. Um, he's just trying a whole heap of different uh, iterations of that joke to, to see what's the funniest. Which is great. Yeah. As an actor, unbelievably exhausting. 
Oh, like, yeah. That'd be such, so tiring. And he's like, he's an all-in kind of actor as well. Yeah. Like, he's not giving you like a half-assed version. That's it. And then, uh, like, like another great example was um, for, for the cookie scene, for this mm. scene. They just set a camera in the kitchen, had a whole heap of utensils in and around, and he just kind of riffed on them just to see if they could find a, a pun or something, mm. something funny to do with all of these props. And he, he's just kind of there picking up things and, and making Was jokes. that when he did the Dean Martin bit? It, it's kind of in around there. It might have kind of mm. built out of, of this scene. It was ultimately something that didn't make the film but mm. just kind of showing um, he, his, his process with Jim where he just kind of sets things up and they're in a bakery and it's like just go crazy and it's um, mesmerising to watch. Again no filter just whatever comes to your mind and, yeah. and he's somebody who like he knows comedy so well and then you got to pick one that's the hard thing you got to pick like one take that would be nearly <laughs> impossible I think. Oh yeah there'd be so many good ones. Um, uh, another, I don't want to say favourite bit, but another bit that mm. I do in my own life. I think this is like a, a semi-segment yeah. that we, we're starting yeah. to do yeah. of things that we've picked up from a Jim Carrey film or a Jim Carrey gag that we just do in our, our own life um, when he's he's getting up for work and he's in bed and uh, does oh. the little, little shuffle around. Do that all the time. My wife turns to me and she goes, oh, that's you. <laughs> I was like, no. And she's like... This is pretty much what you're like. And yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of a couple of my big lights. Uh, I, I guess the only other big one that I've, I've gotten down is uh, the introduction of Steve Carell. Oh, my God. Um, just. Because I think this was a year or two before 40-year-old version, which yeah. was his breakout. Yeah. Bit, or his rise, I guess, in comedy. Well, I would actually say it's this film. Yeah. Because this is the film that really put him on the map. Because yeah. I even remember when I saw this film in the cinema and I was like, who is that guy? Yeah. Like, who is the guy who can do that to his face? And then, like, excuse me. Excuse yeah. me. Like, he's so good in this film. Yeah. And, and that scene in particular yeah. where uh, Jim, Jim Carrey is making, or, uh, the, his character is, is making him move his mouth mm. while he's uh, doing the news mm. um, and, and just kind of lands not not no, it's not even a Jim Carrey impression but um uh, the, the the way that those two things are mixed together yeah incredible like you're like the mouths are so you like yeah I could believe that he's doing his mouth like almost yeah, at the it, point it, where like it's so believable did he CGI his mouth on top yeah. of him yeah it's like just such a skill for Steve yeah. Carell and one, then to, one, and, one to to be mimicking yeah the mouth of Jim Carrey which is not an easy feat yeah but then to go into that what is going on here yeah. um, look as well. And then there's like the take, there's a cut, like the, um, right at the end they do um, the outtakes, which yeah. I, I always love a good outtake, especially with the Jim Carrey film. And there's one where his co-star is just like losing it <laughs> and he's just like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. Like, and just does it. And I feel like I would be interested to know if that was done in the same way that they do with Jim Carrey where they're just like, just go. Yeah. Just go. Or yeah. like, or even if like Jim is there sort of doing stuff at him and he's trying to like copy, copy it or something like that. Like, cause it's so good. And especially like when he just like, like blurt stuff at her and then has to pull it back. You know what almost ruins this film? It's a hindsight thing. But the fact that like, since, cause I watched Anchorman the other day when he's playing brick Yeah, and he does the exact same face for brick. 
as well where it's like I am a serious news anchor <laughs> and then you I'm just waiting for him to say something really really stupid yeah. and he doesn't like the whole time <laughs> it's like okay um, but but also props off to the e- e- editor for that scene as well oh, to, yeah. to kind of pick the ones right. that look so similar it's yeah. great yeah I really liked um, the the interview on the Maid of the Mist yeah that was like fantastic. just if you go on out that's how you're going out. Yeah. That's another that's another instance where they're just like, just go. Like yeah. just this guy is ruining his career. Just ruin your career any way you want to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, in reality, they would have pulled that plug so much earlier than what they did. But it's like it's just so great to watch somebody like crash <laughs> and burn. I also quite enjoyed the parting of the soup. <laughs> like, it's such yeah. a Stupid gag, but I was just like, it's so lovely. It's just mm. such a lovely little thing that they've done, and like how many kind of biblical references they put all the way through. They're like, it's like an ox, like a water, no, but water buffalo, the golden water buffalo that he, he like leans on a, a statue, yeah, which is like supposed to represent um, the fake false idol, yeah, that the pagans made, and like just little things like that sort of scattered all the way through. And I was just like, that's. I, I, see, I like that kind of stuff. Did you have any like ooh moments in this? The butt monkey. Oh yeah, that was a bit odd. That was a bit odd and like completely uncalled for. Ridiculous. And also, I'm like, is that the same alley as the mask? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the same monkey as Friends. Yeah, that's Marcel. And like the minute I came out, my wife was like, oh, it's Marcel. And I'm like, yeah, that actually is Marcel. And she's like, yeah, I never forget a monkey. And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but she like picked it right away. Yeah, I was. Well, it's pretty much the only, the only monkey that was doing anything at that time. Yeah, he really, he was the like Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> of monkeys at that time. Uh, yeah. but, but also it was the, the most kind of Ace Ventura moment. It, it, it felt a little out of place in yeah. the tone of this film. Yeah. I, look, I Funny, will, but yeah. weird. I will say that is my number one criticism of this film. I was like, it just reeked of Ace Ventura. Like the whole thing. I was like, yeah, what are you doing? And I think my, 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 my main problem, and I'll get back to my dislikes, because I had one that kind of like really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. He's so wacky. And I was like, because he's so wacky, or, and this is getting into the actor's opinion, I'm just diving in. Yeah. Because he's so wacky from the first second we see him, when he is being wacky, when he has got pow- God's powers, we do not care. Yeah. We're just like, oh yeah, cool man. Like, yeah, like I just, I, it's just like I felt like there was no journey. There was, but it was very forced. Yeah, it was, it was very forced and very contrived. I'll get back to that later. Yeah. One of the things that were really, I don't know, it was like the butt monkey. I completely <laughs> forgot about, but yeah, that was not cool. Um, one of the first things he do does with his god's powers is like blow a woman's skirt up. Yeah, and go, it's good. And I was like, what? Again, it, that was very much an Ace Ventura joke. It, yeah, it's a little out of place in this one, as far as we know. Like, you are a happily uh, involved man, you know? And then I'm just like, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. like who is that joke for? And and I kind of felt sorry for the actress yeah. who had to, like, I'm going to blow your skirt up. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> why are we doing this? Yeah. But as Jim Carrey films go, not that bad. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, you know, he has a partner who he loves. 
I don't understand why he won't marry her because she seems great. Yeah. And and then is like tempted to cheat with this woman who's obviously attracted to and then doesn't and just wants the best for her. So I'm like, in that way, I'm like, he's quite respectful. But yeah, there's just a couple of little things and I feel like it's a Jim Carrey, Tom Shadiak thing yeah. where they're just like, oh, like a little bit of like, you know, homophobic kind of comedy, a little bit of misogyny, like comedy. Like not so much that you're like, well, that's not true. If you look yeah. at Ace Ventura, how transphobic that is. But like, can't we move past this? Yeah, you can. Yeah. I had a new thing that came up instead of like, it was just like, um, what? So these are some um what's that I had. <laughs> I, I, I love your, your little segments. <laughs> yeah, this is um what? A tiny bed in their apartment? Like what? the bed. Yeah, exactly. You're like, what? The bed that um, Jennifer Aniston and Bruce are sleeping in. Is it Grace? Is it okay? Yeah. It? yeah, Grace and Bruce. It's like a single bed. <laughs> it is so tiny. And like my wife pointed it out to me. She's like, that's a small bed. And I'm like... That is a small bed. But all beds are pretty small to you because you're a very tall. Oh, look, guy. I am like I am six <laughs> foot five and I've got huge limbs. I get that. But that like you watch it again. That is a small bed. If you disagree, hit us up with a comment, but it's a small bed, guys. I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and yeah. look at that. Um, but it, it could be a, a a stylistic choice because he is very narcissistic, so maybe he's just thinking about himself. Yeah. Nice. 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 In the filmmaker's brain. Yeah. Love it. Um, B-E-A beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's very Ace Ventura. Did he say that in Ace Ventura? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, this is my thing. and We'll get into it now. It was one of the things that I had uh, as a bit of a discussion topic. Uh, and it was that line that made the realisation for me is I don't think anyone has as many catchphrases. That's exactly my next point. As yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey. Yeah, he freaking loves a good catchphrase. And he will shoot, like, dude. Like, I was like, stop doing that. That is not cool. That is not going to catch on. Yeah. Yeah, he loves them. Yeah, and, and there's just so many, like, good ones as well that yeah. have, have, have uh, stood the test of time. Absolutely, but I feel like somebody told him, like, get a catchphrase. People say that catchphrase, they'll buy that, they'll see that movie again. Yeah. Which in Ace Ventura is very, very true. And The Mask is very, very true. Like, very, like we said, like when we did this, we've quoted them yeah. again and again and again. But this, I was like, be a beautiful. I was like, I hate that. And I was like, and the, even the way he, like, because he does the be a beautiful, that is, that is exactly Ace's. Delivery yeah. is exactly how you would have done it. What would it be like if Ace Ventura became a reporter? Apparently he's a really sad dude. Like he's <laughs> a sad dude who has a great life. But yeah, he loves a good, oh, he loves a good catchphrase and he loves to try and establish a good catchphrase. Like I, I'm pretty sure there's one in me, myself and Irene, pretty much everything. But like there's, an, and, and this is a, a complete compliment, mm. is I know not everyone's up with the catchphrases, but the amount that have stuck and the amount that I still use today, like yeah. I am absolutely amazed and hats yeah. off to him, keeping that top of mind and, and, yeah. and kind of using them. Yeah. Which, not be a beautiful. Yeah. That's one that we can forget. That's I, it, the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, there we go. Where, yeah. Rare strange car. Uh, that was my um what. Another um what is... I'm going to just clear something up right now with everybody. That car, straight up, would not be drivable. <laughs> if you hit that car at that speed and crush the bonnet that much, 
and that much smoke was coming out, you are not driving that car anywhere the next day. That um, car is that car is a write off. That chassis has bent. Another um what? Moving the moon. Yeah. That much would destroy the Earth and the moon, right? Or that that they that's kind of a a point that they make. No, they they go oh this is like a little tsunami. Oh, happening in Japan. I was like, no, no, no. We'd all be dead. And the moon, like, because the moon is kept together by the Earth's gravitational pull, like the distance. Too close and if I learn anything from Mario Odyssey, <laughs> too close in a pool, it breaks apart, too far away and it drifts apart. So tell me if Mario Odyssey's, uh, <laughs> you know, like science is wrong. Yeah. Not completely pushing back, but they mm. do ad- address that. That's kind of a big... A big plot mm. point of the film is this 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 real little thing that he's doing has consequences. Yeah. Kill everyone on Earth. Uh, it's a very See, quick my, movie. My major criticism of this film, and we're going to launch into it. Is, did, it. is it not believable? Is that No, it, it's not <laughs> believable. No, my major criticism of this film, and we've already sort of had a bit of a chat about this, but it's like Liar Liar. Yeah. He is an asshole who does exactly what he wants, doesn't care about anybody else and walks away with what he wants. Mm. And I'm like, who cares? Like where, like he doesn't learn anything. He literally like has God like excuse him. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just get the girl and get on with my life. I, I just, it really actually annoyed well, the, me. The, 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 the thing that I guess he's, he's learning in this film is to think of other people. Like he's someone who's very selfish, who's very self-centred, and it's just like that's, that's his journey is, oh, I need to think of other people. And it's the moment where he, he, he's like, I don't care if I'm dead now. As long as she is happy, that's what I want. Um, and that was the that was the learning moment. I'm not saying that's a good learning moment. Yeah, I, just, I don't. I'm not saying that it necessarily works, but that's that's the journey that they were going for in this one. And they, like, if I and know, it's kind of the same with Liar Liar. If I know anything about the Bible, which I don't, <laughs> because that's a whole other podcast. But God's not that lenient a dude, as far as well being. I'm not going to assign a gender. I know I did, and I'm and I apologize. But what like he's God, paid by a man, Morgan Freeman, uh, was just kind of like, you could try a little bit harder, pray a little bit better. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? You, you give him all of this power and all he does is care about himself and then he dies and whatever. Not, you don't go back to the last moment that we saw him and, and wipe everything and let him fix it in his own power, he keeps everything that he does he has done and goes forward. So he's like, well, basically, I got away scot-free. Yeah. I crashed the meteor into Earth. I caused a tsunami, doomed probably, like killed probably millions of people in a tsunami and that meteor crash with blackouts alone, like people's heating and cooling going down. We won't go into that, <laughs> but walks away with his job that he actually realizes that he loves and the woman that he loves, but won't marry. And I was like, who gives a shit? Sorry. I swore. I'm just very (laughs) annoyed that you have this tale and it's just about like, and it's like bad, be a bad guy. Seek redemption at the end. All is forgiven, which I I guess is the church, right? Well, okay. Sorry. Sorry guys. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to our one listener. Uh, But 
That, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't Rant think over. I don't think it's advocating for be a bad dude no, and I think about yourself. It is uh, showing you this parable yeah. to to make you yourself put yourself in those shoes and be like, oh, I should be more caring of other people. I, I know what I know. That's what they're trying to say. Again, I don't think they achieve it quite that well. Yeah, I I, I think for me it just and again I'm looking through this through a 2020 lens mm. on, on being a bad dude and still getting whatever he wants. This is my final, um, what? <laughs> um, him looking at her prayers, that's not okay. Yeah. That's not all right. I'm not okay with that. I'm like, these are private. These are private conversation between, and I think, I understand you have the powers of God. You are not God. And maybe she doesn't want you to read them. And, yeah. and, and like, you listening to her prayers shouldn't change your behavior. Yeah. Your behavior should, like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm <laughs> ranting at you all and you don't deserve this. Yeah. You had to watch, I'm assuming, watch this film. <laughs> and I just found this film at times a little bit boring. Yeah. To be honest, there was yeah, just times did. where I kind of drifted and I was just like, what are they, why are we doing this? Dog was great. Yeah. Very talented dog, but yeah. That's my rant. That's my rant. That's my um what's. Yeah, this, yeah. this, this film got you cranky. It, it got me crazy. Like, I don't know. I just, I try so hard, I think, to be a good person and do the right thing. And I just really struggle when I get... You know, this is an international film that has gone, you know, internationally. And it's about someone who, like, basically Donald Trump's it. Does whatever he wants, plays by his own rules and walks away with the win. And I like, people are like, oh, but Trump's getting impeached. He's like, but he's not going to get impeached before he's... I'm getting political now. I'm getting... (laughs) Oh, my God. What's your filmmaker's opinion? I'm just going to grab a drink of water. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I feel bad that you're so upset by this film. Not as much as The Grinch. <laughs> Nothing will ever ang- anger me as much as that film. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I'm not completely in love with this film, but um, I don't think I had such a visceral reaction as uh, you did, Dave. I appreciated about it in this kind of re-watching of Jim Carrey's co- career is the connections that it has with Lie Liar, because those films were, were quite wide apart. Um, so we haven't really seen them close to one another, but kind of rewatching Jim Carrey's career, you can really see what both him and Tom were going for with this film into kind of creating a, they, their own kind of story or visual language um, around both of these films. It very much feels not, not a sequel as such, uh, but kind of tonally very much in the same universe. When you look at the, 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 the style of the film, the look of the film, the music of the film um, feels very, very lie-lie. And, and just the, the kind of message of the film as well. Tom, and I, I think we went into this when we were talking about Lai um, Tom Shadyak is, is quite a religious person. And I think this, this was him kind of exploring that aspect of his life and his storytelling um whatever you kind of religious beliefs aside appreciate that he's kind of finding an, an avenue to to tell those stories and and um i guess put a bit of good out into the world again don't know how well he did with these films yeah but stylistically um, really appreciated what he was doing with them, especially the 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 kind of modern parable, the modern mm. modern tale, fable, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think again, this is what I probably covered when we were talking about lie lie itself. Is is um, storytelling is a great way to pass on knowledge, to to share kind of a learned experience. 
famously that's that's where fairy tales come from it was ways of, of communicating with children uh, kind of dangers and where not to go and and how to conduct yourself and I, I very much feel this is what they were going for with both Lyle Liar and Bruce Almighty is is for you to kind of watch these stories to watch these parables quote unquote um and kind of be a bit introspective and 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 um, look at yourself and your own behaviour and maybe kind of question yourself. And I really appreciate that. Um, I, I think it's a, a good thing when films and stories um, get us to re, re look at our own values, our own opinions, reevaluate them if need be, um, and, and potentially be better people. Again, I don't think it quite hits the mark, but I do appreciate what they were trying to do with this and, and, and really enjoy how their collaboration has, has has grown. As much as I like the character of Ace Ventura, a lot kind of missed the mark when those two were working together in that kind of space. Whereas I think this is a lot more palatable for a lot more people. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, And, and clearly the, the, the box office returns. Um, it's uh, held up. You know, yeah. Except for it's incredibly hard to get. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, I, like, I'm, I'm glad that they're trying to actually put something out. I just wish it, that the consequences of the actions of the main character were more realistic. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like there's a bait missed in this where it's like, have Evan lose his job. Like, I know at the end of the film, he's like packing up his stuff and going, but he's quitting. Because he can't get what he wants, but like actually have like have him ruin his life and then have to fix that. Yeah, you know, like actions have consequences unless you're a Jim Carrey character. Yeah, but like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm glad. I'm glad at least they're trying to put it out there and go, guys, just think about what you're doing. You and I, I, I think what you're wanting is something a lot more complex, a lot more complicated yeah. and a lot more nuanced, and that's not what this film is. Yeah, that's true. That is true. By design, it is yeah. is trying to tell a very kind of simple idea and communicate a very simple um, no, mm. notion of think about others before yourself, put others before yourself, and... Really, that's all they're trying to get across uh, and they're not going to divulge too far from that because this ultimately was a, 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 and is a family film. It, it's something that parents, grandparents, kids can kind of enjoy together. And I think, and I think looking at Jim Carrey's work, I think this is why, and you're going to be like, what? This is why I like The Cable Guy so much. Yeah. Because it's such a, like such a complex issue oh yeah definitely and really like is allowing itself to be dirty and I, I like I never thought of like I didn't I, not, not never thought about it but like I hadn't thought about it with this film like you are right like they're trying to basically get to the lowest common denominator yeah. and be like anybody can watch this film and anybody's going to get the message of this film and I uh, I, I may stand corrected I may take back what I said but I just you know I, I, I don't think you need to take back what you, you say yeah but like it, it, it doesn't make it an interesting film it doesn't no. make it a complex film and yeah. ultimately as lovely as their their message of this film yeah. is they're really trying to make money oh 100% um, that, that's the other part of the, this film is yeah. is um, appealing to that lowest common denominator to keep it nice and yeah. lovely and, and, and feel good again not that it's a bad thing but it's ultimately trying to make money off a, a very broad audience. But 17 years later, it's, it's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, so great. Um, yeah, actor's opinion. Incredibly safe. Yeah. Incredibly safe for Jim Carrey. Almost like kind of coming home for him in a weird way. Like like I said earlier, there was no journey for Jim, really, like that he could play. Like there's a forced in one and he, he seems forced. Yeah. As well. Like it seems forced. Like I've just read my notes again and it's like, you know, like he got what he wanted and millions paid the cost. Yeah. For his character. But like I just I kind of felt sorry for him in this in a weird way. Because I felt like he was, like, trying to recapture something that he'd lost. Yeah. Like, he's gone off and done the Majestic. He's gone off and... What did we do before the Majestic? Me, myself and Irene. Me, myself and Irene. Or was it The Grinch? No, it was The Grinch. It was The Grinch. It was a brilliant film. Like, he's gone off and done these other things. And now he's, like, coming back to, like, remember me? I'm the wacky guy. Yeah. I do these wacky comedies. And I'm like, but you've done Man on the Moon, you've done The Truman Show, you've done The Cable Guy, you've done The Majestic, you've grown as an actor. Don't go back to the 90s and give us Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey, because you're better than this. Yeah, because I think this is an an interesting point of his career Mm. where where you're like, he is doing these kind of interesting Mm. different projects. And it's, uh, is he coming back to these projects because they're, they're safe um, and he knows he can do them and and doesn't want to necessarily push himself? Or is this uh, uh, the artistic case and something that happens definitely with a lot of people in Hollywood of one for me, one for them? So yeah, doing, that's true. doing something that I want to do, something like Man on the Moon, something like um, uh, The Majestic, something that is going to push him but then has to do one for the studios in order to to afford to do those other films, yeah. to afford to make something that's not going to be commercially successful, to afford to do a film that he has to take a pay cut to do, but yeah. then can do something like this where it gets him the money, it gets other people the money, and those people are more likely to greenlight one of these more kind of independent... And I think films. that's the case. I really do. I, I feel like they were like Tom Shadiak, Jim Carrey, winning combination. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got Morgan Freeman, who, can I just say, is <laughs> such a delight in this film. Isn't he just? He's having a great time. Steve Carell, brilliant. Jennifer Aniston. Fantastic. Oh, not fantastic. No. Um, I realised watching this film, I realised <laughs> she is solid, man. Yeah. She is such a solid actor. Yeah. I was like, I actually can't think of anything that she's not good in. Yeah. She And the other thing that I read up is she was doing Friends mm-hmm. and making Along Came Polly during this. Yeah. And she is still that good. And she's dealing with Jim doing all these different takes and blah, 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 blah. And she's still that good. Like, yeah. I, I took my hat off to her. And I was like, and she's playing like kind of this really boring role of yeah. just like, the girlfriend who wants to get married and the guy's a narcissist, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm sure if you spoke to her and probably every actress in the world, this character pops up a lot. Yeah. It's like this amazing woman. She's like, does blood drives. She, she runs a kindergarten or like works at a preschool. And, you know, fam- really family-oriented, like really loving partner, da, 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 da. And is with this guy... He's awful. Yeah. 
and loves her, but like is so sort of into himself and his career. And I'm like, yeah, leave him. <laughs> he's, he's never going to give you what you want. But she does it so well and like keeps finding new things and sort of she she keeps working. Yeah. And that scene in the bathroom as well where he's giving her pleasure, I was like, that's a really weird scene to play. That would be really hard to play. Also a very Ace Ventura kind of scene. Oh, yeah. And then when she comes out and he like grabs her and body slams her <laughs> onto the bed. Um, and then the whole thing where she's like, are my boobs bigger? And he's like, I don't know. It's like, oh, the I think they are. <laughs> and, and like the way she like just plays that, I was like, so great. And and the fact that like Morgan Freeman almost like underplays God. Yeah. Where he just like, he's just like, well, you know, it is what it is, man. Like do what you're going to do. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like so many actors, because I think they originally wanted Jack Nicholson mm. and he said no. And I was good. like, good. Because that would have been a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Which they then went on to make the bucket list together. <laughs> which I think acting was like everyone's giving it their best. Everyone's even like even like the smaller parts in this film, like the uh, like his boss. The bit we didn't talk about is where he knocks the sandwich out of his boss' hand, and then he picks it up and gives it back <laughs> to him. Like, Something I would. I probably wouldn't do, but he's, oh. he's very much my sensibility. <laughs> See, I probably would do. And then do the exact same thing. Like, yeah. pick it up. I'm so sorry. I couldn't help myself. Um, but all in all, like, you know, I would give this probably a three and a half out of five. Really? Yeah. Maybe a three. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go three. I think it's yeah. straight down the middle. This yeah, it's, it's straight down the middle. It's, it's Again, not a bad thing. Not a great thing. Um, it, it's It's not a memorable film. Yeah, it's like having a can of tomato soup with bread when you've got a cold. Like, it's good. You probably never think about it again in your life, but, you know. Yeah, and and in terms of Jim Carrey, it's one of those films that Mm. when you talk about Jim Carrey and when when he comes up in conversation, you're not bringing up this film. No, except for his paycheck. Yeah. That's the only thing you're talking about. But it's not one of his, his absolute... Um, bad films when you're talking about the good stuff that he does and the bad stuff that he does this film won't come up which is interesting because people do bring up Evan Almighty yeah a lot of people I know have brought up Evan Almighty and they're like and you're like oh the sequel and they're like to what and you're like Bruce Almighty and they're like oh yeah watch it don't watch it I don't think it's I think think it's a necessary viewing no 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 No. not at all yeah Um, but yeah it's just again it's an enjoyable run-of-the-mill film uh, with with some funny Jim Carrey moments. Yeah. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting this whole time to say that. Um, what are we doing next? Uh, next is possibly my favourite Jim Carrey Ooh. film. Can I guess? Can I guess? Is it the number 23? <laughs> no. Okay, Mr. Popper's Penguins. No. Don't know. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, this film's going to ruin me. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. I, like, proper ugly cried last time I watched this film. Again, it's the case, a case of a really um, uh, fantastic Jim Carrey film that I hold very close to my heart that I haven't seen in maybe five or six years. Yeah. Maybe even more. 
Okay, guys. Well, we will catch you next time when we're probably a little bit sad. Uh, <laughs> see you guys. See you next time. And remember, get on to the Facebook. We are at dandle.fun on Facebook. And please like, leave us a comment or comment wherever you're streaming this. Even just comment to let us know where you're streaming this and how yeah. you're streaming it. That would be awesome. See ya. Goodbye. Goodbye.